Welcome everyone. It's HBIC the head bum in charge along with Baloney and the Southside Bum and this is the Bumcast. Guys, how you doing tonight? Feel good. Ready to go. A lot of uh, interesting topics. Uh, I want to jump into the poop talk, but I know we want to talk there. <laughs> so I got a, I got a bunch of poop jokes ready to go. I like to hear it. Johnny, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Great. I'm ready to talk sports here. So All right. So I want to kick things off because I feel like there was some unleft uh, or some leftover uh, Bears talk that we missed on on Sunday, you know, when we were discussing the, the Bears victory and uh, some, some stuff has come to light over the past couple of days. So the first thing I want to mention is, it, did you guys hear about um, the secret Ryan Pace one year deal that supposedly he got to line up with Nagy's contract? I, yes, I, I heard, I saw some stuff on Twitter. Um, I didn't see any like articles about it, but it was more conjecture rumors and stuff like that. Do you have anything you, uh, do you want to like, um, like bring it up to the audience? So I, I don't, I don't have anything either. It was just the article. There was a, there was some rumors going around that pace was secretly extended an extra year to align, uh, his fate with Nagy, um, uh, which coincidentally would, I believe would be at the end of next year next year yeah so i mean the it makes so much sense this is classic bears you know like i don't know if it happened or not i know i saw a couple people tweeting about it and stuff like that but it would be such classic bears to be like well it's it's hard to fire one and not the other so let's fire them together but obviously let them run out their contracts you know and not fire them while they have years left on their deals so the the thing that I was reading was that there's a ton of rumors going around that Ted Phillips is going to quote unquote retire at the end of the season. Um, probably the forced retirement. You know, you have a choice: either we fire you or you, you know, retire. Um, so then they would bring in McCaskey would bring in a new, you know, president. President. And, and then he would have the full season to evaluate Pace and Nagy, and then they can both be shit canned in 2021 at the same time. Now, no. now I, I think that's, you know, a minor victory of getting Ted Phillips out of there, but that doesn't change the fact that the Bears will be in football hell for 2021. And it's just backwards thinking. If you are going to start fresh with a new president, you might as well just start fresh and, and, and get rid of everyone, kind of like what the Bulls did, you know, new front office, new coach, and go from there. Um, there's no reason to be like, oh, let's give these guys a year to kind of impress the new guy. Let the new guy pick whoever he wants, you know, start fresh and, and go from there. Yeah. It's like, it's like when Pace was hired and he's like, you got John Fox for the year. Like, yeah, that, that just, just let... like that just hindered everyone from bringing in the guy he wanted because I honestly, I can't remember who, what, what coaches were available, you know, back when they hired John Fox and I was excited about John Fox getting hired, but I mean, if you're going to bring in a new GM, he should immediately have, you know, a say on who his, his coach is going to be and not say you're stuck with John Fox for a year. It's, and it's just classic bears. It's classic Chicago front offices at this point, you know, but it's, it's backwards thinking, like I said. Yeah. So that I, I will say though, if, if Ted Phillips is, is retiring um, and they still bring back pace and Nagy, I, I will consider that a minor victory just because you know, you got to get rid of the three and if you can get rid of one and then, you know, keep the other two, at least for a year, it's fine. You know, maybe the bears do a lot worse in 2021. Um, 
but I think that at least if whoever they're bringing in needs to be a football guy and not a business guy. Yeah. And I mean, you, you make a great point is it's a big time victory. If they do get rid of Ted Phillips, if he retires or he gets fired, whatever, however he gets out of there, because yeah, we, we complain about Nagy and pace for forever, but realistically Ted Phillips has sucked at his job way longer than Ryan pace and Matt Nagy has sucked at their job. So however way you want to get rid of all three, whether it's one year and then the next or get rid of them all at the same time, it all needs to happen. So even, yeah, I would consider it a big time victory, even if it's just Ted Phillips for this year. Do you guys remember when Phillips came in charge? Was it nineties or early 99? I think it was like 99, 2000. I don't know. I'm not positive on that, but it was, it was at the late, late nineties. And since he's been there, I think they've made it to the playoffs twice three or four yeah, times three. well you got you got oh oh six you got the uh what was it 2010 packers debacle i think there was oh four in there as well that, that's a good that's a good oh, question but it hasn't been so i'm i'm looking over my notes from a couple podcasts ago ted phillips has been there since 99 he's missed the playoffs in his tenure 17 times jesus so Christ. i mean he's he sucks he's terrible that, that's that's tip that's that's like a Jerry Reinsdorf like team right there, like we're not, right. you're not gonna make the, the playoffs and you're gonna we're gonna keep you in charge. And the problem with the with the McCaskies and and Ted Phillips is he could just pass the buck on the GM. That's why you know he he, bl- he you could blame Angelo, you could blame Lovey. He could just keep firing people, Tressman and Fox and stuff like that. And Ted Phillips keeps his job when in reality, the the failures of the Bears are so systemic that it starts from the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that being said, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah. Just one thing I kind of fear though, is that let's just say for um, the reason Ted Phillips does retire, what are the chances of they kind of do like a Blackhawks organization and they kind of promote pace up to football operations and, and, and Phillips, you know, that would be like a bears Chicago thing to do. So um Let's hope he retires. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm just worried about what they would do if Phillips were to retire and they're like, hmm, well, you know, I kind of still want to keep pace around. It's 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 the thing we talked about last week, and they're all failing upwards, basically. It's like you suck so bad you get a promotion. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would trust pace in charge of football operations, you know. Hit for for a shitty GM to hire a shitty GM. I mean, that's bizarre world right there. I don't trust Ryan Pace to order a pizza. He'd fucking order <laughs> Domino's or fucking the hot dude. I don't trust Pace for anything. He'll put pineapple on the pizza. That fucking guy. Yeah, so but I mean, I would just think that that would be something that the McCaskies would do. That they would just be like, you know, yeah, you know, we really don't want to get that rid is, of that. That is a total McCaskies move. is going to retire. You know, we could put him in that position and then just hire another GM, and boom, there you go. But so, especially because he's still young, and he, he, I could see their thing and be like, he's still young. He could learn on the fly. It's, they're so stupid. I right, that. right. Would you guys? Would you guys want Peyton Manning anywhere near? No. Um. So I, I know I mentioned his his name. They, I saw somebody mention him as like a brain trust of like they should bring in a couple people as you know like the brain trust to hire the GM or the next president or whatever. And I love Peyton Manning. Obviously, as a quarterback, he was awesome. He's awesome on, on TV or his like ESPN plus show and commercials and all that. But just the fact that he set back the jets organization, cause he was the one that basically vouched for Adam Gase 
And Adam Gase has been a failure everywhere he goes. So it's true. I don't trust Peyton Manning to decide anything when it comes to to actually running a football team. Okay. Um, so with that being said, you know, Pace might be coming back for an extra year. If they do, do you think that Mitch gets a one-year reprieve based on his last five games here? I hope not. I mean, I love Mitch. He, I mean, every, like I said before, everything he says, everything he's do, he does is the right thing up until he plays football. The only issue I had with that is like, he, we've seen more bad than good. Right. Right. So it's, it's yes, this is awesome that he, he's been playing well since, since he came back, but it's a little too late, too little too late. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I think, they need to start fresh. I don't know. That being said, I don't think you could get rid of, if they get rid of Trubisky, they still have folds for a year. I'd rather, honestly, if we do keep one of the two as kind of like a stopgap or, or as, as a, as a median, I'd rather it be Trubisky than, than folds. Nothing that folds did in his tenure as a quarterback has been good in my mind. So, but that being said, I don't know. I'd rather them just get rid of everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, with with him, if he if he does come back, or if he, or if he, I should say, if he doesn't come back, you're stuck with Nick Foles then for another year, who proves that he year in and year out he can't stay healthy and stay on the field. So you're basically just at that point kind of tanking for the draft pick. Um, but I'll ask this question to you guys, and I'll, I'll throw some names out there. Does Carson Wentz? What's your whistle, David Carr? I mentioned Carson Wentz to my wife just because he's been playing so bad in Philly. But before his injury in, what was this, two years ago, he was playing at an MVP caliber level. And I don't know if a change of scenery is the right thing for him, but I would be willing to take that chance. Um, Philly has a lot of problems. They have line problems. They have basically no receivers. He's been doing all, he's been asked to do a lot. And I think the problem is he'd be in the same boat with the bears, you know, with the, with the line. And if Allen Robinson is gone, so my heart, or I would like to take that chance, but what who's to say it, it, it he's in the same boat you know his right, so, the team in chicago is basically miri philadelphia so i'll throw some names out there and, and you guys you know give me your your hot take yes no okay so we talked about Wentz. johnny you you in on Wentz? uh well before before we uh continue on this i, I kind of want to throw something else out as well too um what if trubisky i'm, I'm trying to do it in a different perspective here what if Trubisky just says, I don't want to come back. I mean, that, I mean, for him, for Nagy to do what he did and bench them, not even really tell him it was somebody else who had to go and tell him. I mean, if I'm Trubisky, do I even want to come back? I could start off somewhere fresh. I can go somewhere else and play and prove myself and say, hey, it was like a coaching decision. It was the way that they coached me. It was just the way the team was. Um, 
I mean, I mean, I love Mitch. I said a couple podcasts ago, and I do have to apologize on something I said. I don't think uh, Trubisky is a garbage quarterback. I mean, I just don't think he's a, an elite quarterback. I just think that, you know, he, he still has a lot of problems. You know, you do see the good Mitch, like how you did uh, last week. Um, and he had a good game, but it was against a bad defense. And then you have the bad Mitch where you see against Green Bay and all the other teams that he's always had issues with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what what do you guys think about that as far as like, do, does he even want to come back? That's a great point. Um, I follow Jerry Thornton. He's a uh, New York, or I mean, a New England Patriots beat writer. And he's, 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 he blogged the Patriots for years. Um, he threw out something this weekend, which I thought was interesting. And he follows them. Uh, obviously he's a beat writer. He, he follows them closely that Belichick going into next season was supposedly all like think or either thinking about Sam Darnold or Mitch Trubisky as a Patriots quarterback. Um, I don't think Cam's coming back, obviously. And I could see a scenario where both Sam Darnold and, and Mitch Trubisky have shown flashes of being decent, good quarterbacks, but obviously in, in teams that aren't putting them in positions to win. Um, it would be pretty shocking to see Mitch with the Patriots, but like I, like Johnny mentioned, he might have opportunities to go elsewhere. It's not just the bears. So I will say that I think that if Mitch goes somewhere else, he's taking a backup position. I don't think anyone's bringing him on board to be a starter. So unless he's going to accept being a backup, I, I think his best bet would be to resign with the bears. If they offered him a one-year deal and say, you're the starter. Um, but that being said, I was going to, that was one of the names I was actually going to throw out there was Sam Darnold, because if the Jets are getting Trevor Lawrence, do you make that trade and give up a low, maybe fifth, sixth, seventh round pick for Sam Darnold? At this point, I don't think the Bears are in a position to trade any draft picks. We need as much help as we can get and, and, and good teams develop through the draft. Um, any quarterback we're bringing in has to be a free agent. I'd rather not trade for anyone. Obviously, like, yeah, we could trade for Pam Mahomes and, and, and the plays a little crazy or whatever. So, but no, I, like, I think it's got to be a free agent or, or drafting someone and developing someone. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, and, and who goes, who knows if even Trevor Lawrence is going to go in the draft too. I mean, he's kind of, they kind of said that he, you know, he, he doesn't want to go to the Jets here, so to pull um, on Eli. That remains to be seen too. So that would be classic Jets of them, like finally getting the number. One. They they've sucked forever, and they finally have a chance to draft a, a number one quarterback with the number one pick, and he decides to stay in college because he says fuck that. That that would be so Jets. So here I want I want to throw out something for you guys, and just give me give me a yes no. And I know you said Peter, you're not you don't you wouldn't want to trade for anyone, but let's just say that they're trading for a bridge quarterback you know, and they're going to develop one. Uh, Matt Ryan. No. Johnny. Uh, yes. Okay. I think, I think I could take Matt Ryan on the downward end of his career and give him a, a year or two while the bears develop a quarterback. The only reason I said no for Matt Ryan is because that guy has cement legs. Same thing. <laughs> Same issues as Nick Foles, where I think I'm faster than him. And with this offensive line, yes, they've been playing better the last two weeks. They need someone that 
could move a little bit. Now, I, I know we already discussed Alex Smith, and we both kind of all said no on Alex Smith. So I'll give you this name, and it's a guy that apparently his head, co- his head coach isn't pretty you know high on, and that's David Carr. Oh, that's a good – oh, man. Yes. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I would take David Carr. I think he'd he, – I wouldn't and, mind it. And he would be, like you had said, a, a bridge to someone else. I think David Carr is the perfect two-year answer or whatever. And you, we're hoping to draft somebody. So, yeah, I would take David Carr. Okay, and, and the last one I got for you guys is – do you want to see some Fitz magic on, on the lakeshore? I would have no. taken him last season. I would have taken Fitz magic instead of Foles last season. But yeah, no, that guy's been in enough. I, 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 no, no, not interested. He he always has hot starts, and then afterwards it's just downward spiral. So no. <laughs> Hard so enough. I got one for you, Jason. Um, because I just saw this. Um. Uh, this morning and Dan Orlovsky, former Lions player and now ESPN commentator said that it's time for the Lions and Stafford to part ways. Ooh. Would you guys take Matt Stafford? In a heartbeat. Yeah. I think Matt Stafford, he's such a gamer and he's been in the wrong end of some bad decisions in, in, in Detroit. Um, He would be my first pick as like a bridge quarterback to someone. So Stafford, um, David Carr. Yeah, if we're ranking them, I would take Stafford above all of them. And that's if the Lions are looking to rebuild. Um, if so. uh, if Cam doesn't resign with New England, do you, would you like to see Cam? No, I just think. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think, even with Belichick, I don't think he did. He had those couple hot games in the throw. beginning of the season where, you know, he was lighting it up with his feet again. But yeah, you're right. He's. I mean, the Patriots had a garbage offensive core anyways, but what are the Bears got a garbage offensive, you know, wide receiver core. So, I mean, who's he, who's he throwing to? Well, that, and he just can't throw like anything over like 35 yards. He just doesn't have the arm anymore, whether it's his, I forgot if it was his shoulder elbow or both. Um, He's shown that like, he just doesn't have the arm to, to be a, a competent quarterback now. So before before we move on to more NFL talk, Peter, you had some we we had some uh, some listener you know comments that we didn't get a chance to get to on uh, on Sunday. So what do we got yeah, here? Yeah, and I want to thank everyone for um, whenever we post something on Instagram or Twitter, and um, you can find us uh, at Shy Sports Bums. Um, whenever we post someone uh, something, uh, we appreciate your feedback. If if you reply back. If, if you give us a take or a comment or a question, we're going to do our best to get it on the show. And, and, and we, we, we missed it last weekend on Sunday. So um, I had posted a, a picture of Mitch Trubisky with kind of a halo savior kind of Jesus look to it. Um, and I said, um, bears win 36 to seven. Mitch looks like the savior again. Is it a little, is it too little too late? And uh, Sarah Liz on uh, Instagram said, "Savior is a little generous, and yes, it's a little too a little too late. He's a bum, and don't forget it. Toss him <laughs> along with pace. Toss him along with pace and Maggie ASAP." So I love I, that comment. I agree. He sounded fired up, and um, we appreciate everyone's feedback. Awesome. Um, 
So moving on to more NFL talk here was Monday night's game. Well, that go down as the game of, of 2020 hashtag poopy pants game. Before we start with the poopy jokes, that game was awesome. That was, that was the game game. of the year. And and shout out, shout out to Lamar and Lamar and Nick Chubb for getting me into the semifinals in my fantasy football league. So the, the back and forth between Lamar and Baker, especially in the second half, um, dude, that was like two heavyweight fighters just slugging it out. And there was absolutely no defense games are the best ones to watch. Um, Cleveland looks legit this year. And um, I had mentioned it to my wife. She's a Steelers fan. Um, that, that Cleveland team, as soon as Odell Beckham got hurt, they looked like a different team. I, I, I don't know if it opened did. up. I don't know if it opened up that offensive playbook more or or what happened. They just started gelling together. They came together as a team. They look so good. Um, I don't know if it's like like you said the injury or they just start finally started gelling. But um, Cleveland, who who would have thunk it? The Cleveland Browns are actually a competent football team. So so the question on everyone's mind is. Did Lamar Jackson pull a Paul Pierce? He said no. Everyone knows that run, right? Everyone has <laughs> had that, that run. Like whether whether it's at work or, or out at a club or, or somewhere, we've all had that feeling. We all could relate to that jog. You know, that little jog where you got your butt cheeks. Oh, yeah. It was, it was like, if you have a cramp, <laughs> if you have a cramp in your arm, you're not running to the locker room. I don't care how important you think that like there, he's walking to that game. And I have been in enough and, and anyone who's worked a nine to five office job before knows that some of those meetings go too long. And the second you're, you're hoping that that meeting ends, you're, you're sprinting the bathroom because you're doing the that, penguin that, that, that nine, that 9am meeting kicked in when the, that coffee started flowing through you and you better hope that this isn't going. You're just like, get off the fucking phone already. So yeah, yeah. that, that was a, that was the, I got to take a shit. I got, he could, shit den- he could deny it as much as he wants. We saw the video. Everyone knows. He had to go boom, boom. <laughs> Even when he was going like close to the door and that, that guy was like right there. Even with the way that he's trying to smile. Out of my way, jerk ass. Away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's an that, emergency. That's an emergency. That wave, there, so. that wave he gave that ball boy or trainer, whoever it was, that was a wave of desperation. You know, like, <laughs> like you're running, you're nervous, you get a little bit of the hot sweats. And you're just trying to get everyone out of the way. So, yeah, he, he was I'm, I'm guessing at that third quarter, he was probably like, don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. <laughs> well, then he had the white pants on, man. It was just uh, it was it was a moment. It was dude. The jokes on Twitter were so funny. Shout out Pete Blackburn. I've never heard this said before, but he said he had a case of the hot snakes. And that made me laugh so bad. <laughs> I never heard that one before, but that 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 is definitely uh, yeah. a funniest a funniest take on that one. I'm, and I, and I'm I, adding it to the lexicon, and, and and everybody's got the thing, you know, bubble guts or or however you want to name it. But you get you get the case of the bubble guts, and 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 you're sweating. And I, and I saw like you know like the the Twitter like doctors like no those were cramps. Look at he's got a wristband with you know where he got an IV injection. Like come on, like you know 
no, that's he was wearing that wristband like the entire game. Like, you know, don't stop making excuses. That was that was definitely you don't run to the locker room and almost like, you know, check a trainer to get into the, you know, because you have arm cramps like he, his arms look pretty fine to me. But, uh, you know, I my, my first take was and I will say like him, him coming out on the field at the two minute warning and like, here comes Lamar. You know, like that, that was an awesome, awesome moment. And I'm thinking like, holy shit, this game just, as Jim Ross would say, you know, it's going to be a slobber you know, like Biz about to pick up, you know. Well, it was, uh, it was a, com- go ahead. But my, my first thought when I saw Lamar, you know, coming back in the field was like, fuck, I hope he got a good wipe in there because <laughs> otherwise you're just going to have a fucking sweaty, itchy asshole. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. I was gonna say the that end of the game when when so the backup got hurt he looked like he blew out his knee, and the way it cut to like Lamar coming out of the tunnel and then they went to commercial, that was like like some epic. It was almost like a WWE script or something. It's like he here he comes back and it was fourth down and then he throws the first down and then he ends up throwing the touchdown. It was uh. Like, it was awesome. It's like it was Stone, a great Cold, game. Stone Cold coming out with a steel chair yeah, to, in the middle like, of the ring, like like the glass shatters and, and <laughs> he's coming out. They should have done that, that in good. the stadium, you know. Like here comes Lamar in the tunnel, like put the glass shattering and then just have him walk out with a steel chair or something. I would have I would have marked really hard for that. Um. So my question to you guys then, and I and I posted this on Twitter, and it was an actually even even split, the MJ flu game or the Lamar poopy no. pants game. No, no, there's no comparison. And now that we saw the last dance, the flu game, it's the poopy pants it, was game. Bad, <laughs> it was it was bad pizza. That was the original poopy pants game. So I'm always any vote you pull, anything I see on Twitter, I'm always gonna vote MJ. So it's not a comparison. Oh, I mean that was a playoff game too, you know, and he yeah. gutted that, that out. Finals. Yeah, yeah, finals. Oh yeah, yeah, finals. Yeah, that was against the Jazz, like. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that, I mean, because, you know, it's just, uh, you know, recency bias, you know, when, you know, people just watch the Lamar game and they see that. And that and good for them, they won the game, but that wasn't for, you know, going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl. I mean, if that was, if that was like to go to the Super Bowl, that would probably might go down as one of the greatest football performances history. Like, hurry up, push out the shit, wipe your ass, get back in, throw a touchdown pass to Marquise Brown. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Dude Wipes. Shout, if you're listening, Dude Wipes, we could we could use a sponsorship. This uh, this podcast has no no ads, no free ads, but but Dude Wipes. Shout out Dude Wipes. All right, so we're gonna wrap up the football talk there. Um, the other big news that dropped this week that we didn't get a chance to cover was the uh, Cleveland Indians are dropping are following the Redskins suit and follow and dropping the Indians moniker. Um, the owner said he's been thinking about, the, and I don't remember the owner's name per se of the Indians. I don't follow them, but uh, he said he's been it's weighing this heavily. No, unfortunately, it's not. It should be though. Um, he's been weighing this heavily for some time, and he's talked to different Native American groups and other, you know, people in the in relevancy, and they finally decided to do it. So, what do you guys what do you guys think on the uh, the new official Cleveland baseball team, which is going to be after 2021. I one, I don't have a actual like take on it. 
Like it's not in, I, I am in no position to say whether or not, you know, Indians are offensive to Native Americans. And, and if it is, change it. And if not, like, whatever. I'm just happy that Cleveland is going through this because anytime I could get a jab at a divisional opponent, I'm going to take it. Like, yep. anytime, if it's Detroit, Cleveland, St. Louis, anyone, fuck them. Yeah, I, I will say that I, I know that I heard people were uh, outspoken about Chief Wahoo, you know, being offensive with, you know, the, the smiling face and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, that I mean, we, we could all agree that yeah. I mean, that logo, whether whether or not like and, how however many years it is, it's offensive. Yeah. And yeah. and I could I could see a sense of how the Redskins could, you know, are are offensive. Um, I, I haven't heard much about the Indians name per se because it's just a general of indians it's not you know calling out a specific tribe or but again i'm not native american it's i don't know how you know offensive it is to them and how much publicity they or private pushback they pushed on the organization but that, that's just my feeling on it is like it's i think redskins was a lot worse than indians is well yeah I'll, i i'm 100 agreement redskins was flat out offensive but then again, I'm not Native American, so I don't know if Indians is. All I know is whether or not it's offensive to someone, if uh, there's a professional baseball team or any team that would be named like the uh, just the Las Vegas Mexicans, that would be weird, like in my eyes. Like, especially if you have a cartoon character logo and stuff like that, then I would, I, I think personally, I would take offense to it. Whether or not like everyone would be, I would like. It's yeah. just weird. I, and, and we and get they, at least and they put the, that, like, they put okay. the Mexicans in a sombrero with a mustache. Right, exactly. It's 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 just like it's we're we're getting to the point, especially with 2020. Maybe don't use you know stereotypes or nationalities as as team names as logos. So yeah. so the so the big question is is are the Blackhawks next? Yeah, so that, we saw that on Twitter. Um, and like I said, I know a lot of Chicagoans are arguing that it's a completely different thing. You know, it's actually, you know, they were named after. First, I, I've seen, we've seen both, right? It's the Blackhawk tribe. And then they, that they, they were actually named after the air, like the air battalion or whatever. Regardless, yes. if some people are offense or are, are taking offense to it, and I love that sweater, I love that logo, but I'm not Native American, so I don't know how I would take it otherwise. I don't care what their name is. I'm rooting for my Chicago teams, you know. So if they do decide yeah. to change it, I'm not going to be mad about it. I, I, I literally wouldn't. I don't care what that team name is. I'm going to root for it. And this is kind of just going back to, I think, one of the first teams. Um, and um, there's no surprise here, I'm a huge Illini fan. And they took out the, uh, the, uh, the original logo that the Illini had. Um, and, I, you know, I mean, obviously there was a lot of people who loved and still loved that, that logo. But it's like how Peter mentioned, it's just that, you know, I'm not Native American either. And, you know, if that's something that needs to be done, it just needs to be done. Um, I don't know if as far as changing the actual name of the Chicago Blackhawks would change. 
I think it would be the logo. I'm, I'm not quite sure if they would change the, the actual Blackhawk name. I think they would still call it the Chicago Blackhawks because you can change it in a different perspective as far as logo-wise. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love I love the Blackhawk. I, I, you, know, it's, it, you know, it's a traditional logo and all that. But, you know, I mean, if this is something that, you know, is going to be changed, um, I'm still going to root for the team regardless, you know. So, um yeah, I mean, obviously, this is a touchy subject for for you know everybody in, in, when it comes to sports. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, if you know, and I'm sure, I mean, what, right now this is like happening in Cleveland and all that, and every you know whoever is Indian fans, or Cleveland fans, you know, you know they'll probably be heartbroken and all that, but they're gonna get over with. You know, it, it's just exactly. life continues. You know, and uh, yeah. if you if you guys remember, like as soon as the Redskins, you know, changed their name. You know, the Blackhawks came out with a statement that's saying, like, our team name we is a tribute to, you know, the, the Blackhawk tribe, and we have the utmost respect for the Native American, you know, culture, and, you know, we we work with the communities to, you know, like, uplift them and to to build, you know, like, inclusion and everything like that. So they they definitely were out, out on the forefront of it, you know, get out in front of it. Um, so it'll be just to see if they're the next target, though. Yeah, I could see, especially now with cancel culture and everything else like that, um, I could see where that could be the case. I will say, if they are even thinking about doing it, just do it. Don't do the Washington Redskins thing where it was like 10 years and it finally, like, they were wavering back and forth. And then Dan Snyder said, I'll never change it. And then obviously he did change it. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so it'll be interesting to see. And I will say that the, uh, the one name I saw people floating around for the Indians was the uh, Cleveland Spiders, which was, I guess was one of the original names for the team in the 1800s, I guess. Uh, that's a pretty cool name. I, I could get I, I could saw get that. Idea. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, like you said, it was like an original name to Cleveland and stuff like that. Cleveland Spider sounds cool. You put a spider on that logo. I, I don't mind it. I, can, I, my personal yes. uh, vote for the, the name change would be the uh, Cleveland Mistakes. <laughs> the Mistakes by the Lakes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so all right um wrapping up wrapping up that folks uh if you've been listening for a while we've had a couple new segments but we're going to introduce a new one today um and it's going to be called you know the bum bets we're going to give you some uh each of each of us are going to give you three bets that we like for the weekend it's going to be under any sport and i want to preface this by saying that none of us are professional gamblers our advice should not be taken seriously, but if you want to listen to us, it's at your own risk. So there's our disclaimer. <laughs> Don't sue us. <laughs> All right. Um, so that being said, we'll let the good boy Johnny go first. What are your, what are your, what are your bets that you like for the, for the weekend? Yeah. Um, I know I've been very vocal about the bears pretty much not winning uh, any games uh, after that, uh, that Packers loss, but uh, I bet them to win uh, last week and I'm betting for them to win this week uh, against the Vikings. Um, different game. Uh, Trubisky has been playing a lot better as of late. Uh, he's had a very good track record against the Vikings as well, too. Um, Vikings kind of been a little, iffy uh these past couple of games so uh i i am going to take the bears over the vikings are you taking um, the, the money line or are you taking the points i'm just taking i'm just taking yeah i'm just taking the win so 
Uh, Eagles, uh, same. Um, Eagles to beat the Cardinals. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he impressed last week. Uh, very good game against the Saints. Uh, I expect them to do that again against the Cardinals. The Cardinals, same same way. They kind of been a little bit iffy the past couple of games. So, And then a uh, very surprising one because I am a Notre Dame fan. Um, I am picking Clemson uh, minus 10 and a half uh, uh, against a Notre, uh, to beat Notre Dame. Ooh, going um, against the motherland. Yeah. The only, the only reason why I'm, I'm saying this is because um, both of them had a really good game. Uh, the last time they faced each other, it was a very close game. Uh, the only difference is that Trevor Lawrence was not the, uh, not the quarterback. So, and it's very hard the second time around to beat a team again. So it's, it's going to be a close game. Uh, but, I got Clemson. I hate to say this because I am a Notre Dame fan, but I'm taking Clemson over uh, Notre Dame. And I'm happy you you put that as one of your bets because now I am not going to get fake news and watch Clemson Notre Dame three days later and like, you know <laughs> no, be no. like yes two weeks two weeks later whatever two it was weeks later. three days two weeks whatever <laughs> it was at least I'm not going to get fake news this time and you know put my make myself looking a fool this game's going to overtime so. Yeah, good thing. I'll be I'll be definitely making sure I'm watching that live Saturday. Um, all right, Peter, what are your bets? Um, I'm going with Johnny. Um, I'm not betting the Bears, but I'm betting the under in the Bears Minnesota game. Um, the under right now is at 47 points. The last time these two teams played, and granted it was Foles and not Trubisky, the score was 19 to 13. And even with Trubisky starting now and I know they put up a bunch of points against Houston um, I just always see these two teams f- putting up like most two touchdowns and a field goal you know they're 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 usually struggling to put up 20 points when they play each other um, it's division opponents it's kind of a dogfight. Um, I just don't see where they score more than 47 points combined well, plus the Minnesota defense is getting healthier now too anyway. So they're not, they're not exactly. the same steamroller that they were in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, obviously, well, I don't, at this point, I don't even know. Are we rooting for the Bears to win? Are we rooting for the Bears to lose? I, 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 I still got to go for Bears loss. I mean, you know, I don't want to be the 15th, 16th pick in the – in the. this is a lost yeah. season. We're not making the – I don't care if the Bears have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. Like, I, I, I okay. just – give me the best pick I, we can get at this point. So hopefully the Bears Bears lose and they lose in a snoozer under 47 points. My next bet is uh, Kansas City New Orleans game. I think this game is going to be awesome. It's obviously yes. first place in the NFC versus first place in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are a far better team overall, and especially um, anytime you could get. I I think the any time or at any point I'm betting the Chiefs to win by a touchdown. So if I'm getting the Chiefs at minus three and a half, I'm taking it. I'll take the I'll, I'll lay the points. I'll lay the, the three and a half. I think they win by a touchdown regardless. So I'm taking I'm taking the Chiefs. Is this a Super Bowl preview? I don't think so. I don't think um, the Saints would get there. Um, I Green really Bay. think the Packers. Yeah, I think the Packers are a better team than the Saints. Um, and Roger that. I know. And Rogers just seems like he's playing like a man. It's, it's the, it's the Rogers revenge tour, you know? Yeah. So I, I like the Packers um, in the NFC and then Kansas city as much. I mean, I think they're the best team in the league. They just seem to, even when they play bad, like last week, they just 
have a switch. They just turn on and they score points at will. So, um, yeah, I'll take Kansas City uh, minus three and a half. And then my last game is um, the Browns and the Giants. The Browns are laying four and a half points. And coming off that performance last game with the uh, with the Ravens, I just think the Browns like are very similar to the Chiefs in that they just score points as much as they want at this point, like, you know, like the last couple of games. Um, the Giants had a stretch in the middle of the season where they looked like they were playing good, but that division is so bad that even when they play good, they look bad. Um, I'll take the Browns minus four and a half. All right. So I got my three picks and I'm going to piggyback off of one of yours, uh, Chiefs and uh, Saints, but I am going to take the over 51 and a half. I think that one's just going to be no defense. Let's go with a nice little, you know, 35, 38, you know, final score or something like that. Last se- last second field goal on thing. I, if, if anyone remembers, uh, I think it was two years ago. Um Kansas city. And I believe I can't remember who they played, but it was like the last like five minutes of the game, there was like four touchdowns scored. It was a Monday night game. It was in Mexico city. It was Kansas city. And, Oh damn it. I'm not going to remember, but the, I remember watching that game live yeah. and saying like, that was like the best game I had yeah. seen in like, I, years. I, I feel, I feel like that's going to be it. Like the last like five minutes of that game, which is going to be like shootout central, like their NFL blitz style. Um, Second one I'm going to take is Tennessee at minus 10 and a half. Uh, Detroit might not have Matthew Stafford for that game. And if he does play, he's going to be less than hundred percent, which he just got accordioned, you know, on, on the final minutes of that game on Sunday. Um, so if Stafford does or does not play, I, I think that Tennessee would just going to steamroll over the, you know, limpless lines at this point. So I'll give, I'll give Tennessee at 10 and a half. Um, and then my last one is going to be uh, Steelers at minus 12 and a half Steelers couple down weeks for them, but they get this, you know, Cincinnati Bengals this week. Um, and 12 and a half seems very, very generous. But the last time these two teams played on the 15th of November uh, Steelers won by 26 points. So I think that the Steelers are going to be out for blood this game to show that they are legit, that they are playoff, you know, contenders and want to be top in the AFC you know, obviously not as good as the Chiefs, but maybe second best in the AFC. So I think it's going to be a statement game for them. And they're just going to come out and try to steamroll the Bengals on that. So those are uh, my three bum bets. This uh, this will be a fun segment that um, we're going to keep track of these bets and uh, uh, announce a winner maybe at the end of each quarter or something every, every month or every three months and stuff like that. So we'll be following along. If we suck, It'll be interested to see who takes our advice, but so far I like my bets. So we'll see. Yeah, how it goes. I, I, I do too. And again, we are not professional gamblers, so take our advice. Please, yeah, and please gamble responsibly. Yes. All the, everything that those commercials say, just follow those things. Yeah, all all those small italicized text that you, no one can read. That, that's yeah. on the screen for a second. Whenever the micro machines guy talks, <laughs> gets out things. That's follow that. Follow that advice. Uh, all right. So, uh, moving off from the sports talk for a bit here, um, uh, it is tis the season as they say to be jolly, jolly, ho, ho, ho. Um, so there's been, we've decided to, you know, do another power ranking here. Um, 
you know, we did our last one for right before Thanksgiving for our Thanksgiving foods that we liked. Um, and we've seen a lot of power ranking for Christmas songs, power rankings for uh, Christmas movies. Um, we felt like that would be kind of, you know, piling on at this point. So we're going to take a different segue here and we're going to power rank the our top five Christmas gifts that we enjoyed as a kid. Now, I want to preface this also by saying that all of us were born in the 80s. So if you're expecting like Pokemon and all that shit to be on here, it's not going to be on here. We are not millennials. We are old school 80s babies. So some of these, some of these on, things you on. might not even heard of. I'm 37 lesson. years old. I like Pokemon and I like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's, there's, there's the point right there. But um, some of these things you might not have heard of because these are very late 80s, early, early 90s uh, gifts right here. So um, instead of a little change of format, instead of going each of us going five, four, three, two, one, we're going to each discuss our five and then all discuss our four. So without further ado, I present you the power rankings of the bums for Christmas gifts. And we'll start it off with Peter today. Uh, what is your number five? Number five. I don't have years for all of these, but I have a year for this one. Um, it was 1990 at the peak of their popularity. Um, I got all four Ninja Turtles. Ooh. I got Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo. Um, and those were the best. That was, oh, it was a happy Christmas, man. I played with those things. I had played with those things so much. You know, those the old like action figure when like your thumb would rub up against them and like the paint would start like kind of almost rubbing off and yep. stuff like that. My Ninja Turtles were less green and more like gray at some point. But... <laughs> I, I had all the, I had like, and I had all like the, the one off, like, you know, like secondary third characters too, like Bex, Bex and Stockton and Casey Jones and like the, you know, different forms of Leonardo and stuff like Japanese Leonardo <laughs> or Samurai yes. Leonardo. Yeah. And then, um, so I got the first, at first for Christmas, I got the four Ninja Turtles. And I remember being at like a grocery store or like a venture or, you know, Omni or something like that old school supermarkets that don't exist anymore and convincing my mom that I needed foot soldiers for them to fight. <laughs> So then like recently, like after Christmas, I convinced, I made a good argument and, and I got foot soldiers. Cause I'm like, they can't fight each other, you know? Yeah. I already had so, one foot soldier though. So they all, they I, all, I they, they all just, they just, you know, just ganged up on the one foot soldier yeah. all the time. And then, get, so the I never had these, I never had the technodrome or the uh, party wagon. You remember the, the yeah, I was going to ask if you had a turtle van, you know, the party wagon. And, I know somebody did. I don't know if I had, it was I had it. Brown. One of our arc friends growing up. I, I'm pretty sure. Shout out Rick Brown if you had somebody had it, but I never did. I had to use my imagination and they were fighting in <laughs> pots and pans instead of actually the techno. You didn't, you didn't have the blimp? I didn't have any of the extras. It was just uh, the, the the turtles versus the foot soldiers. All right. Johnny, what's your number five? Uh, my number five, I don't remember the year. Um, it probably was 85 or 86, but uh, I got a Mr. T action figure. Uh, Mr. <laughs> T was very popular back in the day. Uh, he was in Rocky 3. He had his own cartoon show. He had his own cereal. 
The guy was on top of the world. And um, I, I was a bit, I, I have a picture of this as well too. And usually I'm, um, I've been pretty good over the years of keeping all the toys I had when I was growing up. And for whatever reason, I cannot find this one. And I am definitely, definitely um, very sad about it. Um, I think it was a once too, where you can actually pull the cord and actually talk as well too. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was one gift. I, I do remember that I, you know, enjoyed and who doesn't love Mr. T. So that was probably at the height of the A team, if I'm yeah. correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also too, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. He was also on the A team as well, well too, uh, BA Baraka. So, yeah. All right. So, so my number five was just walking down Christmas morning and seeing a brand new bike next to the Christmas tree. Because I'm I glad mean, you, let's, let's tie these together. My number four, I'm showing you my list. I got a dyno VFR. So your five and my four, we're tying them together. So, okay. We'll, 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 I like it. We'll do a snake, little snake here. Uh, yeah. Now see, I wasn't a dyno guy. I had Huffies, you know, growing up. So, I mean, walking, walking down and seeing a brand new Huffy bike that, that was just like, oh shit. Like, I think that sucked about it though, was that you got it and you know, it's like, it's going to be three, four months before I can ride this motherfucker. So it just yeah. sits in the garage. <laughs> I'm glad you're making this point because my point on my dyno VFR was it was probably like 97 or so. I was like in sixth or seventh grade. I couldn't wait. I rode I rode my bike like Christmas or the day after Christmas. Shout out to my other buddy, Mike Ritza. I remember riding my bike to Mike Ritza's house. My hands were so frozen when I got there that I I couldn't open them, but I couldn't wait to ride that bike. I, there was no way I was waiting until the springtime. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's my, uh, that's my number five. So, okay. So you guys are number four. Any other comments you want to put on your, on your bike there and your dyno? No. So that dyno VFR, I remember this was back when like, um, so my parents live in Hickory Hills as a suburb of, of Illinois, of, of Chicago. I left that bike. I would always park it behind the shed of my parents, like my parents tool shed. And it got stolen. I only had that bike for maybe a year. And oh. I liked that bike so much that when I had a full-time job as like a 20 year old, I bought another Dino VFR. <laughs> like I was a grown ass man and I bought that bike because, and at this point I say it all the time with whether it's Jordans or, or action figures or anything, I'm just kind of reliving my childhood as an adult. And I remember I got that, I got like a paycheck and I'm like, well, I'm 20 years, 20 something years old. What else do I got money to spend on besides like booze? <laughs> I bought a bike. I bought a Dino VFR. Nice. Johnny, what's your number four? Uh, number four, um, I was four years old when I got this, but it was a 400 piece Lego set. Ooh. Um, I don't know if you guys were big on Legos, but I loved building things. I loved Legos very much. Um, I actually, cause I had 400 pieces. I actually, uh, went a little older, but I, cause I had all my pieces, but I did like a replica version of soldier field. Um, it was, I mean, it was just something that I, I just loved uh, doing when I was a kid. And I had, obviously when you have 400 pieces of Legos, I mean, your imagination could run wild and you could do so many things, but yeah, that was probably one of, uh, one of my best on, on my top five for sure. 
so I wanted to mention that because I remember your Soldier Field Lego set. And when I would come over, you had it in your room. And that's when I realized that all of my cousins on the guy's side, on my, on my, on my mom's side of the family, they were blessed with some sort of creative art gene that I just don't have <laughs> because I can't draw. I can't do Lego set. When I saw, I remember seeing Johnny's Lego set and it was like a replica of Soldier Field. And I'm like, holy shit, how did his brain figure this out? Like, I just don't have that. Yeah, this was the old Soldier Field, but let's yeah. just- uh, Yeah, that's not, out, not, but, alien, yeah. not alien, yeah. you know. So I remember, no, Johnny, I, re- I remember that. I remember that vividly. Uh, yes. My number four is something we talked about in the podcast last week, and that is Nerf guns. Give me the, give me the sharpshooter. Give me the, the bow and arrow, you know, all of those other ones, you know, like those, anytime you got some, some Nerf toys, you know, you're in the running in the basement and just shooting those things off immediately. So um, love, love the Nerf guns. Um, and I'm, shout, I'm just, out, shout out to that Santa Claus that you mentioned right. last week that said he didn't want that kid having Nerf toys. And then he, that kid ended up getting Nerf guns. So. It's a it's a right of passage. For, uh, well, you took that personal, Jason. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm I'm, I'm just going to jump ahead with my number three too because we've kind of been talking about it already. And that's you know, it was it was I'm just going to lump it together. It's like any action figures, you know. I I loved getting like the GI Joes. Um, if you guys remember the old school mask toys, they were kind of like the yes. Transformers, but they were yes. you know fighting vehicles. Um, Jurassic Park back when the, all those came out like getting the big ass fucking dinosaur like that was quite cool. as Peter mentioned earlier like the Ninja Turtles like those were you know just classic classic action figures and anytime you got some good old fashioned G.I. Joe's Transformers Ninja Turtles like you were having a fucking awesome rest of your Christmas vacation so Peter what's your three my number three is a little bit off the wall it's not a like um uh like a toy or something like this, but I remember getting this. It must have been like 94, 95-ish. Um, shout out to my uncle, Paul. He's my godfather. And so he would get me a bunch of gifts. Um, his Actually, one of his gifts will be my number one, but this is my number three pick. And it was like a framed poster of Mike, but it was like in a fancy-ass frame of Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line. It was such oh, the a- infamous, like, The infamous dunk, yeah. Yeah, the infamous dunk picture of him jumping through the... F- I've had this picture in this frame since he got it to me. It's traveled with me everywhere. So I remember when we got it, my dad liked it so much, he put it up above his bar in our basement and it stayed there up until we moved. I moved out of my parents' house and into the apartment where me and Johnny lived. And then we had that poster there. And now this poster is sitting in my garage that's planning to be my like mom, my, I was going to say bum cave, but my man cave. And it's, and that's the first thing I hung up when we moved to the new house is that picture of Jordan is hanging still. And so that's a gift that's lasted decades. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you know what, uh, when that picture was taken? Well, it, it's from the All-Star. I don't, the picture yeah. was taken during the All-Star game in Chicago at the old Chicago stadium right. when right. he won the dunk contest. And from what right. he told me, so this picture 
has been printed all over. You could buy it. You could buy, you could still buy the poster online for like 11 bucks. But what was cool about the frame was he and he got that. It was actually the actual picture like blown up. So it's not like poster. It's actual like photo paper. So, I mean, it's just, it's been a great gift. That I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because our uncle was into photography. So I guess he had a photo friend that blew it up for him. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Johnny, number three for you. Uh, yeah, my top three were kind of tough because, um, you know, if we're, we're now we're going to get into toys and wrestling as well, too. Uh, my number three was, um, it was, uh, it was, I think it was given to me by my, uh, my godparents, but, um, it was two five pound dumbbells that I got. <laughs> it had like a, it had a wrestling, it had a, um, a wrestling tape, uh, of, of just you know rest, I guess wrestling not wrestling music but it was just like music to like motivate you and he had the whole, like whole workout set uh where you could do all the like the certain sets that he had uh you know I guess planned so um it, it came with a, a Hulkamania uh band as well too um <laughs> I loved it I'm, that was my first time I ever started working out so when I was younger but uh yeah I actually still have it I still have this workout set so I think you broke up right when you said the description. It's the Hulk Hogan workout set for, for, yeah, it was a yeah, Hulk Hogan workout set. Yes. It was a Hulk Hogan yes. workout set. I remember you having it. That, that's yes. a, so, you know, Johnny pumping, pumping iron when he's eight years old, trying to get all jacked and stuff, going to grammar school, going to fifth grade. Oh, fuck you kids up. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So since I did my number three, I'm going to do my number two, which we kind of already talked about a little bit too. And that's, you know, Legos, um, I was big on Legos as a kid, but I didn't get like the, just like the generic sets. I would always like, I had people give me like the, the big ass, like build the spaceship and, you know, the, the city stuff and everything like that. So I, I actually, you know, like had a shit ton of Legos just growing up and of all like the model, you know, the futuristic stars ships. And this is before like, like the Lego star Wars and, you know, Lego Marvel, Lego Jurassic, like all that, sh- all that good shit now where it's like, God damn it. Like, I wish I could have had the death star when I was, you know, a 10 year old, like, that would have been yeah, the millennium cool. Falcon. Yeah. Like what the hell, man? Like I missed out on the good Legos, like you know, fucking in the unoriginal fucks. Like, so anyway, that's my number two, Peter, what's your number two? Before I go to my number two, J- Jason, you just got to be more creative. Johnny, Johnny <laughs> built a soldier yeah. field. From his bare hands. Yeah, I, I built like a, I, I would build like a rectangle house and that was about as creative as I got. Like, I'm with you, Peter. I got no creative bones in my fucking body at all. So my number two is not a toy again. So my number two, number, my number three, number two, um, not toys, but I think we all at one point or another had one of these and it's a starter jacket. I remember, remember getting my first starter jacket um, I was huge into the Michigan basketball team, the Fab Five, five, and I got a Michigan starter jacket, and that just, I again, it just started uh, an obsession with reliving my childhood because as a grown ass adult, um, as a drunk impulse pur- purchase, I know you remember Jason and Johnny, I got a Chicago Blackhawks starter jacket that. Um, that led us to three championships. So, that is true. 
the if the Hawks were losing, some of us had one of us had to put the star jacket on, and that was the rally jacket. Yep, and it worked three different it, times. It worked until in, until yeah, those starter jackets were just so big back in the day. Did you guys yeah. have them? I had a Charlotte Hornets one. Yeah. Okay, so Hornets, Johnny, did you have one? Yeah. So I, I had a couple. I had uh, a I had a Bears one, and actually had a eight, one of those eighty five like Bears jackets, starter jackets that you know those was those nylon ones that they had. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of the fabric right now, but yeah, one of those jackets as well too. I also had a Cowboys one as well too for whatever reason, <laughs> but the I had Cowboys a Cowboys were big in the starter 90s, jacket yeah. as well too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the the original one was Michigan, Michigan Wolverines, and then I ended up getting a Bulls one. So shout out to starter jackets; they still, uh, yeah. I still love them. I, those are awesome. Those are timeless, man. Yeah. Timeless. Johnny, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is a WWF uh, wrestling ring. Ooh, that was a good uh, one. I had, yeah, I had a couple of. Uh, you guys recall those? those uh, pretty big uh, wrestlers that they used to come out with um, back in the eighties and obviously they needed a big rest ring. So I got that for, for Christmas. And it was, I mean, this thing was, if you haven't seen it, go online, you could type in Google it like eighties or 85s or whatever, WWF wrestling ring. This thing was freaking massive. Um, And I loved, I, I loved it because it was something that, you know, it was an accessory, you know, you don't have to play, you know, wrestlers like on the floor or anything like that. It was an actual ring. So uh, yeah, that would be my number two. I, I always thought it was funny that they, they gave the Hulk Hogan action figure a bear hug when the fucker guy didn't even do a bear hug at all. Like those were, those were so just not up to. Yeah. The weird that they sculpted them was kind of weird. Yeah. I agree. Before we go to the number ones, I just want to, Say I never had wrestlers as a kid. I would always just go over to Johnny's house. Like, Johnny, <laughs> I remember you had like a like a like a toy trunk, and then for some reason you had them all in a pillowcase. You had like a pillowcase <laughs> full of action figures, and I'm like, this guy has everything. Awesome. Um, all right, so my number one here, and it might be for different tastes for different people, but. My number one is always going to be waking up on Christmas morning and getting the brand new Nintendo or Super Nintendo because I remember, I don't remember so much the Nintendo system getting as a kid, but I I remember when, I think it was what, 92 or whatever, when the Super Nintendo came out and I played the fuck out of Mario and Zelda that, that, that whole Christmas vacation. That was, that was an amazing Christmas weekend for me. That's, I mean, that's my number one number one with a bullet um and i got it kind of number one a one b and one c was for christmas i got a nes probably in like 88 89 ish and i remember playing mario one forever i played that game probably for two years straight um and then sometime in the mid 90s the sega genesis when that came out, the year it came out, getting that. And I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, Johnny. Shout out Uncle Paul again. Uncle Paul got it for a couple of us. I remember he got it for Joel, our cousin, and he got one for me. Um, I played Sonic like I like just as just the same as I played Mario forever. And then yeah. I remember the Christmas I got my first Sony PlayStation, the original PlayStation, and I'm calling back shout out Rick Brown again. We had win- all winter break. 
he must have stayed at my house for like two weeks straight and we played Gran Turismo and we just played that till like I don't even think we slept. It was like we would just play that straight through. No, no Crash so, Bandicoot. That was a good game. I liked we like I like Crash Bandicoot. I, I like Crash Bandicoot a lot, but for some reason, me and him, because Gran Turismo, like it took like 80 hours for you to get to that final car, that Castro Toyota GTR, whatever it was. I don't even remember at the time. But we played that game forever. So any sort of in, in video game system, number one with a bullet. Johnny, number one. So I, um, yeah, I mean, that that's great. I mean, I, I uh, only thing was I always got my Nintendo and Super Nintendo later. So I, I would have to wait a little bit uh, until I got mine. But uh, my number one is a big, big uh, 80s icon toy. Um it was the He-Man Castle Grayskull. Ooh, I yeah. remember when I got it, it was the best thing ever because I had nothing, and Peter can attest to this, I had nothing but He-Man toys. I had a He-Man toy chest. I had the He-Man. He-Man, if you can name it, I had it. Well, I you're, you're pumping, you're pumping weights chest. when you're eight years old, so you want to look like He-Man. That makes sense. You have to. You have to. I mean, you got to keep up. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, that, that Castle Grayskull um, was a, just pretty much like how that when I was explaining the WWF ring, it was just a compliment to what, you know, I could do with the toys and all that. So it was it was it was the best gift I ever had. So in Christmas awesome. as a kid. <laughs> awesome. Well, that wraps up our power rankings for our Christmas gifts as kids. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I hope it brought back a some nostalgia and a trip down memory lane. Um, if you're listening to this, feel free to comment to us on uh, Twitter or Instagram on what your favorite kid or toy was as a kid, and we'll make sure to give it a shout out as well. Um, so we've been we we broached the hour mark here. Thank everyone for sticking in with us. We got one more thing left to do, and as we do on Thursdays, it is and we missed it last week because we had a lot of socks talk, but it is another round of who's that bum where we pit. Peter versus Johnny in the epic game of name that bum. And if you're new to the podcast, the rules are pretty simple. I give the boys five clues after each clue. One of them can chime in with the guests. Um, after the five clues, they can take turns and give, I, and, and uh, give them yes, no uh, answers to their questions. And they have to try to guess. They have five seconds after their guess. Um, so right now the score is two, nothing, Peter, so let's hope Johnny Johnny gets out of the uh, the donut column there. Um, I I will give you guys a clue that since it is the Christmas time of the year, this is a Christmas bum. Okay, a Christmas All right. bum. All right. So um, last time I believe Peter went first with the question. So Johnny, it is your turn. You get first dibs after the clues to ask the first question. So here we go. Clue number one. He is one dirty boy. He is one dirty boy. Okay, moving on. Number clue number two. Don't ever ask him to sign for his delivery. Don't ever ask him to sign for his delivery. Go ahead, Peter. Is it bad Santa? It is not bad Santa. That's a good guess, though. Okay. Number three. Although he might be heavenly, he's deaf going to hell. Although he might be heavenly, he's definitely going to hell. Okay. 
All right. No, no guesses. Clue number four. He should quit his day gig and study herpetology. He should quit his day gig and study herpetology. If you don't know what herpetology is, do not Google it. I see you Googling it, Peter. Do not oh. Google it. <laughs> you fucking cheater. I'm not cheating. Well, I don't know what herpetology means. What do you expect me to know that? Well, that that would have that's that would have been a big clue if you if you got it. But, okay. Okay. Um, My and, and here here is number five. This is the biggest clue. He he'll never be a banker because his counting sucks. He'll never be okay. a banker because his counting sucks. Okay. Okay. Johnny, so, you got the you got the first so question. I'll, I'll read these through one more time before Johnny asks. He is one dirty boy. Don't ever ask him to sign for his delivery. Although he might be heavenly, he's definitely going to hell. He should quit his day gig and study herpetology. He'll never be a banker because his counting sucks. Johnny, first question. Uh, is this from a movie? Yes. No guess. Is Peter. it Scrooged? It is not Scrooged. You have forfeited your question. Okay. Johnny. Uh, obviously, is this a Christmas movie? Yes. Did this movie come out in the 90s? Yes. Johnny's thinking. For those who can't see Johnny, he's got a <laughs> pensive look on his face. You got to ask a question, Johnny. Um, was it early or late 90s? <laughs> early, early 90s Christmas movie. Does this character play a version of Santa Claus? No. Okay. I got a good question. The boys are stumped. Johnny, do you have a question? Um, this character isn't in Home Alone, is it? Yes. Oh, shit. Oh. Is it um, Old Man Marley? The the neighbor? No. With the shovel? No. Damn. I was trying to think what, what his name was, but no, it is it is not Old Man Marley. I got it. Well, no, I know Johnny, you got to guess now. Johnny? I, no. I know, but I can't think of that guy's name. Is it that part of that movie with can I get, can I get? Can I get again? <laughs> No, you cannot guess. It's Johnny's guess. Johnny. Gosh. Isn't the guy from Filth, that Filthy Angels movie? Yes, it is. It is the, I'll, I'll give that to Johnny. It is keep, the guy. Keep the, the change of filthy, filthy animal. animal. It is Johnny from Angels with Filthy Souls. Yeah. All right. So, that's, that's the Johnny win. So, the, the clue for number four was with herpetologists. That was a study of snakes and reptiles. 
my next question was going to be, can you define herpetology? <laughs> so. well, it's not a yes, no question. So I can't, def- I can't define it, but well, you know, he, he, he could have answered yes. Um, he is one dirty boy, obviously filthy souls. Don't ever ask him to sign for his delivery. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Um, although he might be heavenly, he's definitely going to hell. Obviously angels with filthy souls, the herpetology reference to snakes. And then he'll never be a banker because his counting sucks. One, two, ten. <laughs> so this, these are, these are so good. They're almost too good. You got to <laughs> give us, you got to give us a, a layup one of these days. So it, <laughs> it doesn't take 10 minutes. So um, well, the funny thing is, is I, I let my, uh, my girlfriend read these clues and she, her first guess was bad Santa as well. So I have to remember not to include Carol Baskin or bad Santa in upcoming who's that bum. Um, but I will say that next week's um, will be another uh, Christmas themed themed one as well. Yeah, I got, these are I good. Got another, Keep I got another, another good one for Christmas. Um, all right. So we ran, uh, ran a little long today, but that's okay. We had a lot to talk about on the agenda. Um Guys, I want to thank you once again for joining us. It was a hell of a podcast today. And for everyone listening out there, I want to thanks for thank you for tuning in today. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, on Google, on Apple as well. Um, once again, you know, Pauly's a cousin, Javi. You know, I accidentally gave him the link to the, you know, to the Zoom meeting and he tried to keep on getting in and I had to keep on denying him. You know, the guy just, he's a fame whore now. You know, he comes on one podcast and then he just wants to keep on coming back for more. Like, you know, Javi, chill out for a little bit, man. I might, I might have to ghost him for a bit, you know, give, give him a little break there for, so maybe next time we'll get, we'll get some more cousin Javi takes, um, but he did a good job. He did. He did. So that yes. being said, um, once again, thanks for all for joining us and we will be back on Monday for another uh, bears edition podcast. Hopefully it's another loss for the bears. I hate to say so. Yeesh. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Good night, Avi.